Hi Ryan, it is such a joy and an honor to have you with us on this podcast. We've been following you and Selena on the Fierce Marriage podcast and all all your content, your blogs, your podcast, your books, everything that the Lord has been bringing out through you guys uh, to bless our generation. And uh, I should just first off begin by saying a big thank you <laughs> from all of us who are following you from this part of the world and and uh, thank you for agreeing to doing this conversation with us would you just begin by uh, just saying a hello to our listeners here oh man well thank you so much man it's a i am always just so taken back by how much bigger god's sovereignty is and how much bigger and, and better he is in terms of how he's working around the world and how gracious he is in letting us i mean here we are i don't know listener might, might not be able to see it but you can see this is where we record the podcast, right? So like it happens here wow. and here you are in Bangalore and you're ministering now to a whole different part of the world that, man. So anyway, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Wow. I, I'm, I'm just uh, so blessed by just watching you guys. Uh, you've been married for 17 years and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you've been doing this ministry of fierce marriage for over seven years now. And, uh, uh, you just released a book called See Through Marriage, and that's the book that inspired me a lot, and it has blessed me. Mm. Uh, and I've been reading that book, and it has uh, opened up so many areas of my life personally to the light of God, uh, to intervene and you know and uh, bring alignment, divine alignment. Um, so, so that's the reason I thought we could have this conversation. And uh, before we start, I'd like to recommend our viewers, our listeners to pick up this book. This is an absolute uh, blessing if you are struggling in any area of marriage. Even if you're not, this is a book which will definitely bring in light in uh, so many different mm-hmm. aspects. Um, what what was your heart? What was yours and Selena's heart behind uh, writing this book? What was the uh, thing that God was putting in the both of your heart? Yeah, yeah, I know that's, that's a great place to start. And honestly, this was, this book was in response directly to the feedback we've gotten from our community of listeners, readers, and they'll so often they will, um, you know, we'll, we'll put an episode out, a podcast episode, or we'll write something and they'll say, oh, we just really appreciate your transparency. How can I be more transparent? And then our publisher, which this mm-hmm. book is traditionally published, and so they came to, and they were looking for another idea from us, and we were like, well, we don't want to just write arbitrarily. And so he said, well, this is what is resonating. Let's write on that. So anyway, this idea of having mm-hmm. a see-through marriage came out of that, and it's honestly mm-hmm. responding to a need, and that's, and then it got us to think more deeply about what does it actually mean, and how do we, how does this change us? And that's what really the book is. It's how is this attitude this uh we we bring in a passage from first john one if we walk in the light as he is in the light um we'll have fellowship Mm. with one another we'll be cleansed from unrighteousness Mm. and started looking at what does it mean to walk in the light and so that's where the whole analogy of having a see-through life a see-through marriage comes from is that we are not the light but we are conveyors of the light and that the more transparent we are the brighter the light shines so that's kind of the premise of the book and and then the details of the book go into you know what is that where do we get that Biblically, uh, what does it mean to walk it out biblically, and what does it mean practically in light of the biblical truth to live, uh, see through life, see through marriage? Wow, wow! You know, uh, when I started reading this book, uh, and I encountered that verse from First John chapter one, I have read that so many mm-hmm. times, 
but never in the context of marriage <laughs> i never thought that that could also be applicable mm. in a husband and wife relationship and and sometimes you know being uh, married and and letting each other see uh, each other's vulnerable spots it doesn't come easy Mm-mm. especially for men you know uh, because um, we are not that you know emotional all the time mm-hmm. or emotionally expressive right. and emotionally vulnerable about our you know real mm-hmm. feelings and um, according to you what are some of the obstacles that men especially face or even women especially face yeah. um in being vulnerable and real and see through in their relationship with their spouse i mean you nailed it the the emotional maturity um a lot of times or another way to word that is emotional intelligence of men it tends to it takes mm-hmm. i won't say it's not there i'm just going to say it takes more work for a man to really kind of mine yeah. the depths of yeah. his own heart how he's feeling um our emotions are there to inform our intellect but men tend to be really weighed heavily on the the cognitive processes behind life intellect yeah as opposed to mm. the how I'm actually mm. feeling and how is what I'm feeling informing how I actually need to think and that's a biblical design right and so so if I feel dissonance mm. or I feel something in my life that's just off a lot of times I'll just feel that it's off I don't know why it's off I don't know why I feel badly about something but it's not until i start asking myself mm-hmm. deeper emotional emotionally kind of examining questions and i can actually bring that to the surface and deal with it mentally and then i can actually bring my wife in on mm-hmm. that and say okay here's why i feel generally bad it's because i've either um i've been hiding sin from you or i've been um i've been uh not trusting god in these ways or i've been fear fearful mm-hmm. in other ways or mm-hmm. maybe our our relationships just not we're not connecting um and so mm-hmm. that's the value of uh transparency within marriage right so you had mentioned that it it you hadn't thought about it in terms of marriage and walking the light in terms of how the a marriage is a place where that needs to happen i yeah. think all the way back to i mean genesis 1 and 2 and it's the creation account god is creating everything he creates light and it's good he creates the heavens and the earth and it's good he creates all the creatures and they're good he creates man and all of a sudden it's not good right something's good because god not because he's somehow trying mm-hmm. to aspire to a greater good it is good because he says it's good uh and that's that is what makes it good and then man comes along it's not good mm-hmm. what is going on there and immediately he says i will make a helpmate mm-hmm. fit for him and so right. to me like that's the first discipleship mm. relationship and it's from that that place of okay we are we were made husband and wife are made fit for each other to to walk out the first command yeah. god gives to the couple which is to be fruitful multiply fill the earth and subdue it well what does it mean to be fruitful in the christian life now we have mm. there's a lot of kind right. of underlying theology there but if you look all the way to uh, galatians 5 we talk about the fruits of the spirit Okay so there's fruit language there that right. wasn't available when Moses wrote, wrote the Pentateuch still the unfolding the full yeah. revelation was there and so we can now look at that f- fruitfulness and say okay it means having kids it means uh you know operating as as human beings on the earth but it also means something else it means bearing the fruits yeah. of the spirit and uh and coincidentally the holy spirit yeah. is our helper 
sent by Christ. And so here we have this correlation between mm-hmm. helping and helping right. one another and being helped by the Holy Spirit and bearing fruit and, and how that's a mandate. And so that's what First John's getting at, is we walk in the light as he is in the light so that there's, a, there's an outcome, so that we can have fellowship with one another. That's brothers and sisters in Christ. That's me and you. That's uh, other men and women in the church. But it's also my spouse. Um, and I would say it's probably mostly my spouse. Um, and then and then the second outcome is that mm-hmm. we can be cleansed from unrighteousness. So there's an end in mind. So, yeah. Right, right, right. So so so, so often I, I've, I've personally noticed in my own life, in my own relationship with my spouse and... Uh, you know, in observing other couples and helping other marriages that uh, that when there is sin involved in one person's life, it automatically tends to build a wall mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of isolates and alienates that person or pushes the other person away. You know, it could be guilt or it could mm-hmm. be just, you know, looking down on yourself. And, and you just touched on the topic of the one of the, one of the reasons why this is necessary so that we can be cleansed and mm-hmm. uh, and sin can be actually a big big factor uh, when the, whether it be a hidden habit or a, a lifestyle anything it, it doesn't have to be only the the christian sins so-called christian sins right. but something that you're not sharing or talking about or not letting your wife in or your husband in that can become a, a stronghold that can um, actually stop the vulnerability and the see-throughness of the marriage. Mm. So uh, how, 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 how important is it for us to be vulnerable and real about our uh, personal struggles with our spouse? Mm. And, um, and, 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 and what are some of the fears that people have in, in opening up yeah. you know, your personal struggles? That's good. Uh, you know, the biggest fear is that, oh, if I tell my wife, or for a wife telling her husband, if I if I reveal this part of my heart, that then they'll know the true me, and they won't mm. love the true me. And so a lot yeah. of times we will hold back the parts of ourselves that we are ashamed of because again we're living in a fallen state, in right. that uh, you know we're, we're we're sinful, and we'll hope that you know then then we'll convince ourselves that we're loved. The problem is is that you can't really experience biblical love without biblical mm-hmm. transparency. And what I mean by that is if I'm talking to Selena and she says, oh, Ryan, you're so, you know, you're so great. I'm so glad I married you. I love you. Mm-hmm. And if I'm talking to her thinking to myself, well, I've, if she just knew this other, this 1% of me, then she wouldn't love me. So even mm-hmm. though she's giving me love, I'm not experiencing that love because I don't feel fully known. And so I can't feel fully loved. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. fear we have is that if we're fully known, we won't be fully loved. This is why the gospel mm. informs this version of love, because if we come from, instead of this place of insecurity, the gospel gives us a place of firm foundation, saying that you are loved and wow. bought by Christ, by his blood. You right. are righteous because God has said it, not because you've mm. earned it. Just like creation was good because God said it, not because creation somehow earned it. And so if I can go mm. to my wife and say, and I can, I can with this identity saying, I am, I am firm in that foundation that I am, uh, I'm loved in Christ. Now, my whole existence is is mm. is is in Him, and that's Colossians three. By Him and through Him, all things were created, and and in Him, all things are sustained. And and so, I if I see myself truly in that light, then I can say, okay, well, my primary purpose is not to 
do anything other than glorify God, obey his word, walk in the light as he is wow. in the light. So now mm-hmm. I can go there with this perspective that there's something on the side of it that being transparent mm-hmm. is worth it, but also I could go through it even no matter how ugly it is. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I know that I'm already loved in God, and, and you're willing to kind of walk that longer road. I think a lot of times we're afraid it's going to create mm-hmm. a, a harder path, right? If I tell my wife I've been looking mm-hmm. at pornography for the last decade mm-hmm. uh, consistently, and, sh- and I'm worried it's going to shatter her, that's, gonna be, that's not a quick fix, right? If you bring that to your wife, yeah, that's going to take yeah. some time for her to process that. Mm-hmm. If I go, if I am mm-hmm. convicted of that sin, uh, and I'm, and, and I know, and it comes from a place of being loved in Christ, then I can go to her and say. I love you as as my wife and as my sister in Christ. This is sin. It needs to be rooted out because I want to honor God. I need your help. There's going to be fallout. It's mm. going to hurt. It's going to take time. But at least now you're actually yeah. you're willing to walk through. You've counted Rocket the cost books. of walking through that. Mm. So, I mean, men. I think men is the biggest struggle is that emotional um, being able to actually say, okay, am I am I emotionally mature and intelligent enough to identify sin for what it is and articulate it in right. a way that can actually connect with my wife. And am, mm. and am I secure enough in Christ to see this thing through? Mm. Those are big questions, mm. but yeah, those are the things the ones the men deal with the most. Yeah, and and I and I hear you say this um, that your your relationship with God has to become the foundation of uh, mm. being able to open up to your spouse. It's not uh, only that you you want to have a see through relationship with your spouse, but the fact that you you are secure in your relationship with God and you are founded on your relationship with God and that is why that is what drives you to open up and mm-hmm. be vulnerable and be real and if if that foundation is not there everything else falls apart if that relationship yep. with God is absent then there is no uh, foundation for unconditional love there's no mm-hmm. foundation for forgiveness there's no foundation yeah. for uh, you know uh, accepting each other yeah and you have no reason to do it if you're not if you're not trying to please the God, the holy, perfect God of the universe, right? Why, why not just hide it, right? Why right. not? Why go through the pain unless God mm-hmm. is calling me to for His glory, and I and I care about that. Uh, and so, mm. yeah, without the gospel at the center, it's like I don't know that you have the fuel, you don't have the foundation to do these things, and you don't have really the the fortitude to stand to stick it out. Mm. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a long mm. path a lot of times. So. I, I, I lo- love that part in the book where, uh, you know, Selena talks about uh, your heart condition and how you guys had to go through a surgery uh, just two years into marriage and, you know, and you had to um, deal, you know, get that sorted out. And, and she compares that with sin being the being that one thing that we carry down from our parents and mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and and sin can be that one thing that can actually destroy uh, oneness destroy the relationship can stand in the way of our relationship with God and our relationship with the people around us and and uh, I love the way that uh, you guys have explained how oneness is actually the goal of marriage it's not just mm. being married to help each other or but to be one and mm. what is your definition of being one if I have to ask it that that way yeah uh, because the Bible says the two will be one. How how would you define, or what is your understanding about being one? Mm. That's a really good question, a really good question, and one I haven't thought through. Uh, but yeah, to, to go back to that passage, it says the two will be made one, they become one flesh. Mm. Um, now mm. that that's a profound 
truth, right? Jesus, Jesus went all the way yeah. back to that. I, I think it was Matthew. I want to say Matthew nine. I don't quote me on that, but anyway, he's mm-hmm. going back to it. And yeah, so becoming one flesh again, going back to the garden is you uh, go, you know, be fruitful, multiply. I think there's a very tangible one fleshness, right? If you have kids, that's your God is yeah. letting, allowing you to participate in the creative act and and in that way, kind of reflecting uh, His image, right? And so there's that piece to it and, that, and how childbearing mm-hmm. was always meant for the institution of marriage, the relationship of a covenant between a husband and a wife. Now, that's that's a very literal mm-hmm. interpretation of that, and I think it's very valid. Now, in terms of how do we become one flesh and how we just live, Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think transparency is is one of the is one of the most uh, prevalent ways that I would identify if a couple's living as one flesh or not. Right? If if yeah. now there's ways that transparency and lack of transparency present themselves in a couple's mm-hmm. life. You know, some couples have different bank accounts. Right? The husband has his, the mm-hmm. wife has hers. And they split the rent payment, and they you know share mm. the bills. Well, that, that's not counter biblical. That's not against. There's nowhere in the Bible says you have to join your bank accounts. But I think it does drive kind yeah. of against the spirit of oneness, right? right? And so you could think right. about that in terms of how you spend your time, how you spend your energy, mm. um, how you spend yeah. your emotional bandwidth. Um, and then mm. there's just unity. I think uh, you know oneness is obviously in terms of unity. So. Biblical oneness, I think, is being on mission together, um, and mm-hmm. and being in agreement in that. And um, so, what does that look like? I mean, and do you value the things of God the same way? Um, and do you want to see God glorified in the same way? And are you in agreement in how to do that in, yeah. in your family and in your life? So, um, there's a lot there, but I think you know there's a very physical aspect of oneness that is represented in kids and intimacy and those sorts of things. And then there's a deeper intimacy. Uh, you know, a spiritual intimacy, emotional intimacy. I think all those point to uh, a oneness a couple could experience. Wow. Amen. Amen. Uh, I just want to uh, navigate to that part in the book where, uh, you know, you talk about uh, the the need to understand yourself and your spouse Mm. uh, and their psychological state. And sometimes Mm. we... In, in the church, we don't talk a lot about these things. We we just think that uh, prayer will help everything, and you know uh, that you you we don't really mm. value a lot of issues, mental health issues. Mm. And uh, sometimes we don't know what our spouse is going through. You know, it could be because of a, a post delivery, mm. a, 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 like a, a mental health issue or it could be something that could have happened because of a trauma or an issue um, and uh, I, I understood from the book that your father was a psychologist and and he used to mm-hmm. uh, help you process <laughs> a lot of your feelings as you grew up and uh, uh, and 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 so I want to know from your perspective how important is it for us to understand our own personal psychological state and the psychological mm. state of our spouse to be able to be one and to be able to open yeah. up to each other and uh, understand each other better. So I wrote this part in the book and I really did struggle with it because it's, you know, as Christians, right, we are taught. Um, I mean, there's, I, I have it and you know, I have it in front of me here. So it's like, why, um, 
uh, aren't we supposed to, isn't love supposed to be self, selfless, right? And, and not considered, yeah. considering self. That's first Corinthians, or that's, yeah, first Corinthians 13. Aren't we called to put our, the yeah. needs of others ahead of our own? It's Philippians 2. Yeah. And if we're called to exist as a living sacrifice, dying to ourselves, how can we spend time uh, focusing on self-knowledge? That's Romans 12. So I, I struggle with that a lot because I was like, okay, well, I don't really want to know myself. I, I feel like I don't, I shouldn't spend time on it. Not only that, but I don't want to spend time on it. And then it kind of, as I was studying, right. I, it became really clear that as Christians, we're called to self, uh, to deny ourselves, but we're not called to be ignorant of ourselves. In fact, the biblical call is, right. va- is, is the opposite of that. You deny yourself, but you are supposed to know, kind of plumb the depths of your own heart to, for, to, for what? Mm. Ultimately, to make much of Christ. How does plumbing the depths of my own heart make, make much, much of Christ? Well, one, it shows me my brokenness and his perfection. Mm. It shows me my mm-hmm. need for him, my, my need for his grace, my need for his, intervent, his intervention in my daily life. Um, it shows me my tendencies to not trust God, to want to trust myself, to, to, to do what Adam and Eve did in the garden and to call God a liar, essentially. I need to know those tendencies mm-hmm. and how those present themselves. And there's all kinds of th- factors that play into those, you know, personal history, if you have trauma in your past, things like that. Um, but one distinction that I want to make in terms of self-knowledge is um, self-knowledge that, that leads to pride and self-worship, I would say is self-centered in that it's, it's, it's centered on, on who I am and, and the value that I place mm-hmm. in myself. I am the center of my universe. In contrast, self-knowledge that leads to humbleness and God-worship is Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. And so anything that we do to mm-hmm. kind of look at our past, look at how we think, look at how we process emotions, mm-hmm. look at um, our family of origin mm-hmm. and, you know, how our siblings have affected us. Anything we do in those in those regard, it can be either self-centered or Christ-centered. And I think if self-knowledge brings us to a, a deeper mm-hmm. place of humbleness before God and before each other, then I think that's probably more Christ-centered than self-centered. Mm-hmm. If it puffs us up and makes us feel... Right. Um, you know, it makes us feel like we are self-worship, right? If, I'm especially in the West, is. especially in the mm. West here in America, it's like everybody mm. just wants to, it's, it's all about self-actualization, right? I just got to, I feel like I'm living my, you know, best mm. life and I've got to feel like I'm doing yeah. all the things that make me feel important and good. And that, that's self-worship. That's not, that's not the point of life and it's mm. empty. True. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm going on a tangent, but hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, it, so th- that's why it's important for us to understand. This is where I stand. This, this mm-hmm. is where I need help. This is where I need uh, right. somebody else there to speak into my life and you know help me. Right. Because if I can't, how can I expect Selena and, to know and, and me if yeah if I don't even know me right? And now she, God will give her a certain level right. of discernment because she's my wife and she knows me mm. in ways that I don't even know myself. But hmm. if I'm not doing the work of getting to know how, you know, what's happening in my heart, how can I articulate that to her and give her the opportunity to, to love me in these ways? I just want to use a quick example because it, it was so potent and it's very recent in our lives and I made it into the book, I think. But I think while, as we were writing this book, in fact, I, the, the Holy Spirit had been leading me and reminding me of something that happened when I was just a young boy. Um, and mm-hmm. I was very ashamed of these things. And they weren't, it wasn't abuse, it wasn't anything like that. It was something that I just felt very ashamed of it um, and didn't, 
and, and I just always thought that if I don't bring it up, it will go away. Well, it wasn't going away. And this is mm-hmm. 25 years later, right? And this mm-hmm. is a decade before I met my wife and all this stuff. And so I start, I keep trying to like kind of squish this thing down, push it down. Anyway, one week in, at Sunday, we we're taking communion at church. And I just feel the Holy Spirit say, like, you need to be known by your what You need to tell her why this thing that you're ashamed of and trust mm. me in that. And I was, you know, mm. you know, you get that kind of like that gut feeling like, oh, this is going to happen. Like, I have to do this. Right. I don't want to, but I know right. I'm going to. <laughs> and it's going to be, it's not going to be fun, but mm-hmm. I'm trusting, right? And it took me months to get to that point. Yeah. But finally on that Sunday, it hit. So we're driving home in the car. We get lunch mm-hmm. with the kids. Uh, they fall asleep. They never do that. Somehow, by God's grace, they fell asleep in the car. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I just laid it out. I said, Selena, this is, this, you know, these two things that I've been really kind of ashamed of, I didn't want to tell you about, here they are. And I'm kind of like bracing for impact, right? Like, what what is she going to say? And she, her first response was, mm-hmm. she had three responses. Mm-hmm. Her first one was, um, thank you, right, for being honest with me. The second one was, I still mm-hmm. love you. In fact, I love you more. And I'm like, what? You, mm-hmm. What? You're mm-hmm. thanking me and you're saying you love me. Mm-hmm. And then her third thing was, I've mm-hmm. got a few things I want to share with you as well. <laughs> and so she starts now spilling wow. kind of mm-hmm. some of her similar shame. And now what is happening is, are we mm-hmm. just wallowing in it? No, we're now, now I'm experiencing the a new dimension, a new facet of the unconditional love in Christ that I had never experienced before. And a human being, my wife is now loving me in a way that I've never felt. And it was transformational. It's transformational. Mm -hmm. And it let me see God even more clearly saying, God knows that and more. And still he loves me more than, than she does. Um, and so in that way it really glorified God and really did help us uh, grow together. Um, uh, What would be your advice to, young couples especially who mm. have gone through an extramarital affair mm. uh, and they have had a you know issue with uh, a third person in the marriage and uh, how would you help them in you know I- i'm sure there's a lot of process in it but mm. what yeah. will be your one advice to somebody who is struggling with that and and uh, they want to receive help in that one area so Again, like you, you said it, it's a really big, there's a lot of that goes into something like this, but if assuming Absolutely. that whoever committed the affair is repentant, um, mm-hmm. and assuming they both, they both value God's word in that they both want yeah. to see their marriage reconciled, mm-hmm. that those are the big kind of assu- assumptions, assumptions that you have to make. Yeah. If yeah. that's the case and they're staring, you know, if, and even if there's a, if there's something that's, um, not known still, they're they're basically mm. they're standing on the edge of this cliff, and they're looking mm. down. They don't know where it ends, and it's a complete trust issue. Mm. And so, mm. to make that leap, it's not just a matter of uh, it, it is a matter of self resignation. But to to me, the one thing I would say to that couple is see what's possible on the other side of this. Mm. Right, right now you can't right. see past the darkness, the scariness, the uncertainty because you're standing wondering is this going to work is this going to blow up my life or is this going to make life better and i'm saying yeah. stand on god's word look at what's past mm. it and pray and hope and cl- and and cling to christ in that and then yeah. jump okay and what yeah. i mean by jump is be honest 
and and commit yeah. to go, that process like we talked about earlier have the have the mm. the fuel which is the gospel and the foundation which is is Christ and the fortitude to actually stick it out but that doesn't come from ourselves pray mm. for that ask ask the holy spirit for that and then and then mm. take that leap of faith so I think, yeah, to distill all of that down is just see what's possible and see what can be had on the other side of this difficult thing mm. and trust that it will be 10 times mm. better than what you think you can have by ignoring it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for being an mm. encouragement on this conversation. And uh, I would recommend anybody that is listening to uh, go and check out uh, the book, uh, See Through Marriage by ryan and selena frederick and uh, also to check them out on the website uh, fiercemarriage.com mm. and uh, is there any other ways that we can connect with you ryan you know what is the one thing that you know we can mm. we can reach out to you on yeah well I, as you mentioned i think we have the the fierce marriage podcast and that's uh, we do that a weekly episode yes. on that um yes a lot of what i just said you know basically that over and over again <laughs> just jesus and and love your wife and that sort of thing so um but yeah, check us out there. Uh, otherwise, yeah, the website's fine as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I love the fact that you guys have been bringing uh, more conversations and more people in in the conversation where you mm. interview other people and uh, you you get the conversation going in so many different directions. And mm. we we've been loving all the content that's been coming up there. And awesome, and can't wait for more. Uh, awesome. But before we finish, would you just take a moment to pray for? our listeners and especially yes. men and husbands that are you know wanting answers yeah. and uh, and praying for direction if you could just speak a word of prayer for them that'd be a blessing yeah absolutely broke up a little bit but I'll just pray anyway <laughs> lord i thank you so much um sure sure I thank you so much for just your faithfulness is that as we open your word that we are hearing your voice they're not just arbitrary words uh, in scripture but they are your revealed word exposing to us your will and your character and your love. So we got to pray for the men listening to this, that they would um, value your word as not just good ideas, but as an authority in their life, as something that you've spoken, Mm -hmm. you breathed out for our edification and for our sanctification, but more than anything, so that we might know you. And God, I pray that Mm -hmm. our lives would be transformed by that knowledge of you, by the experience that, that is being loved by you. I pray for the marriages of those listening to this uh, episode. I pray that you would uh, embolden the wives, embolden the husbands um, Mm -hmm. to love selflessly, to new levels of selfless love, to see you and to to see your promises and to hold fast to those and then to take action based on those, to place our faith in your word and in your promises. God, I pray for that husband Mm -hmm. and for that wife right now. God, I also mm-hmm. pray just um, for your continued um, blessing over this podcast that you would um, that you would extend uh, the reach into more and more listeners, God. And I pray that you would bless the efforts here in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you once again, Ryan, and thank you to Selena for uh, allowing you to be part of this mm. podcast too. And we are really blessed and can't wait to have you guys in india sometime mm, well we would love that thank you so much for having us it's been or having me it's been a blessing